Thank you so much for visiting us online today. We believe God wants to speak to you through the following message. If you would like to connect with us or send us your prayer request, visit us at kingsgatehobs.com. So we continue our series today, The Greatest Stories. Someone say The Greatest Stories. Once again, these are the stories that Jesus told. Whether you say, well, I don't know that they were fiction or what. Are they real stories? There's a debate about this is a parable, that's a parable. It doesn't matter because they are stories that explain the truths of God. Are you with me? Jesus is explaining truth, whether it's a parable that he came up with or whether it's, it's, a, it's a story that he knew of that really happened or somebody he knew. It doesn't matter. What matters is, is that the truth be told. Someone say truth. We live in a world that needs truth. Whether they believe it or not, they're crying out for truth. Things are confusing. They're baffling. You have people at a loss, and so we've got to, we've got to seek God in these times. They, one of the brothers was telling me yesterday about an interview they did, and they, they interviewed, you know, people interview folks on the street and stuff, and they interviewed someone and said, hey, I mean, how do you tell the difference between a boy dog, a, a male, male dog, a male puppy, and a female puppy? And the lady's like, well, the way they're built, their anatomy. Yeah, right? Common sense. And the same guy said, well, what about, what about people? How do we know if they're a male or female? And she's all, well, it's just whatever you feel like. It's just what you choose. And I'm not sticking it to anyone, per se, or being direct about that and, and trying to hurt anyone's feelings. But here's the truth of the matter is, truth has become very cheap to people, and they spit on it anymore. So today, and always in this house, and I'm going to just go ahead and tell you and recommit, because this is how it is in this house, any one of the pastors or leaders that speaks to you in this house is always going to speak and proclaim truth. It's not going to be what we feel like today, and I feel like God's Word may not be true. No, God's Word is always true, and we will stick with it. And we will honor God, and we will speak the truth in love. Say, man, are you trying to hurt people's feelings? No. The truth of the matter is, yes, you've heard the old saying, the truth can hurt sometimes, fine, but we're going to speak the truth in love because if I didn't love you, I'd lie to you. If I didn't love you, I'd say, well, there is no heaven and hell. It's just, it's, once you die, it's nirvana. It's just bliss. You're just energy. That's not what Scripture says. John Lennon sang a song, and I'm going to be honest with you, it was so dumb, pretty little song, but what if there's no heaven and what if there's no hell? You know, I'm, I'm going to just be direct. He found out sooner than, a lot of, sooner than he wanted to. And I pray he cried out to God because somebody killed him. I pray John Lennon, one of the Beatles, cried out to God. But you see his lack of reverence? He said, we're more popular than Jesus. One guy years later wrote, wrote a, a letter to him. Years after John Lennon had died, a guy wrote a letter. He said, dear John, who's more popular now? That's a harsh truth. That's tough. But you don't mess with God and His things and what's holy to Him and His truth. There's things you don't mess with, what He has set up. And God is merciful. Man, I don't know why I'm going off on this today. But somebody needs to hear this. Maybe it's on the live stream. You say, maybe it's not me. Maybe it's you. Maybe it's a live stream. But we need to understand God is holy and He's righteous. And this is an age of grace because of Jesus. It is. God overlooks some things. He gives us chances. Praise God, none of us would be here if we didn't have chances. Can you agree? Amen. But we know that God is, Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. So we know that his word is truth. So let's get into one of these. 
parables today that Jesus told. It's called a parable, but, you know, it could have been a true story. It doesn't matter, but there are truths that Jesus is sharing with us. So this is Luke chapter 18. We're going to read several verses. Luke chapter 18, verse 1. One day Jesus told his disciples a story to show that they should always pray and never give up. Mm. There was a judge in a certain city, he said, who neither feared God nor cared about people. (laughs) So he didn't love God and he didn't love people. All right. A widow of that city came to him repeatedly saying, give me justice in this dispute with my enemy. You ever ask God for justice? You have. And it doesn't necessarily have to just be with an enemy. It can be in your situation. Justice means I want the right thing done. I want this to be made right. Give me justice in this dispute with my enemy. The judge ignored her for a while, but finally he said to himself, this always makes me laugh. He says, I don't fear God or care about people. (laughs) Okay, but this woman is driving me crazy in this New Living Translation. I'm going to see that she gets justice because she is wearing me out with her constant requests. Verse 6, then the Lord said, learn a lesson from this unjust judge. This is an unrighteous judge. He didn't even do what was right. Even he rendered a just decision in the end. Why? Because the lady wouldn't leave him alone. So don't you think God will surely give justice to his chosen people who cry out to him day and night? Will he keep putting them off? Wow. I tell you he will grant justice to them quickly. But this is the big question. He said, man, am I going to get justice? Praise God. Yes. He's going to make all things right. He's making all things new by his death, burial, resurrection, and what he's doing now. And when his second coming is here, man, he's going to make all things right. But when the Son of Man returns, this is really the point, how many will he find on the earth who have faith? One translation says, will he find faith on the earth? Will he find people believing? And today... We're going to talk about that. Let's just honor God once again with a brief prayer. Would you bow your heads and close your eyes with me? Father, we thank you for your word and your divine direction. Holy Spirit, speak through me. Flow through me today. Speak to your people who love you so much. They're not here by accident on a Sunday. Speak to them. And we thank you for your word. Once again, let it fall on good ground. In Jesus' name, amen. So first of all, let's put that on the screen. you got to pray. I'm going to hit you hard today about individual prayer. For months and years, our lead and senior and founding pastor, Pastor Fabian, he's trying to get people together for corporate prayer. That's praying together. That's that's very important. So now there's prayer throughout the week, early in the morning, Monday through Thursday at 6 a.m. Then there's Friday nights at 7, and then there's Sunday nights at 5 p.m. There's always prayer going on here, and that is important. Of equal importance is your private prayer life. And we're talking about a private prayer life here When we see that this widow, man, she doesn't have a a husband to advocate for her, but she's going to the unjust judge. She's going to the widow. And praying is what? Asking. It's seeking God. It's communicating with him. It's talking to him. And justice, once again, is you saying, God, make it right. Now, let me say this. I believe In doing what's right, I believe in things being made right. But how many of you know that justice without God is wickedness? Human justice is wickedness. Many times human justice, it misses the mark. They may may have good intentions, but they'll miss it. They say, man, I want to make this social issue right. And they may help and they may do some good, but then, man, they miss it. 
because the humanity of it is involved. And the carnal, the carnal state of humanity is involved. So we need God's justice. Someone say God's justice. That's why we pray for God to make it right. And I'm going to tell you something right now. I'm going to echo my pastor, my mentor, my teacher. And this is so true. Other great men and women of God had said this over the years. I can't get the entire world saved. I can't change the entire government. I can't. There's many things you're not going to be able to change on this earth, and you can't save the planet. The planet is headed for destruction, Scripture says, so we've got to reach out and let people be saved. Greenpeace and all this, hey, there's some good stuff in there, but man, some of it, they care more about the planet than you. Carbon footprint and all that is great, whatever, but man, some of it has become a scam and a money thing. And we're missing the point. God made the planet for people. Now, should people take care of the planet? Yes. Should you litter? No. Should you be throwing stuff in the ocean and all this stuff? There's stuff we can be wise about. You can learn to recycle. Like We don't have much recycling going on around here. guess we just bury everything. That'll preach. But anyway, let's not talk about it. Let's just bury it. We don't want to see it again. There's a lot you can do, and as a believer, I think you need to be socially conscious about the environment and stuff and not littering and not just doing crazy stuff, and, right? But how many of you know God's intent is to save people, not the planet? He's going to burn the planet up with fire. It's going to be a new heavens and a new earth. We've got to reach out so that people will be saved. Scripture says snatching them out of the fire. you got to pray for justice about that. God, make it right. And then we say, sometimes we say, Lord, I need you to make this situation right. Not even with my enemies. Not that someone wronged me. Lord, I need you to make this situation in my, right, in my life right. I need justice in my life, in my battle. I was betrayed. I need you to make my heart right again and help me. I need you to help me with my situation. I need justice. If the answer doesn't come in one moment, then you keep talking to God about it, don't you? And keep believing. Right? you got to be persistent. you got to hang in there. So we know that you've got to pray. Someone say pray. I remember, I remember MC Hammer's album, and was it 1990? Please hammer, don't hurt them. Whatever that means. Sounds pretty tough. Sounds socially responsible. Please hammer, don't hurt them. One of his songs was, we got to pray just to make it today. Y'all remember that? I have that song. It's cool. It's got a lot of bass. It's really cool. It's clean. It's just a lot of repetition. We got to pray. We got to pray. But it's a good lesson. I remember when the song came out, man, carnal dudes, they'd be cussing in the next sentence. They'd say, bro, have you heard that new song? Man, we got to pray just to make it today. I'm like, wow, Lord, give them a revelation, right? You do. You need to pray. Don't ever cease praying. Look at how, look at how this begins. 18.1. Let me read this again before I go on to my next point. Luke 18.1. One day Jesus told his disciples a story to show that they should always pray. Someone say always. One of the epistles says pray without ceasing. You never stop praying. To the best of your ability you pray. You talk to God. It says he told his disciples a story to show that they should always pray and never give up. Hmm. Keep that in mind. So as you pray and when you pray, you're communicating with God. You're asking God. I believe a large part of prayer is worship. 
that is one of the highest forms of prayer, if not the highest form of prayer, is saying, Lord, I'm not even going to ask you for anything. I'm going to praise you for this rotten situation I'm in. You didn't put me in it, but I'm going to praise you for it and in it and through it, and you're going to take care of it. That is, that is another level of faith, isn't it? I'm going to praise you, Lord. Y'all need to get your worship music out, whatever kind it is. I don't care if it's southern gospel or trios or quartets or quintets or what's the next one? Sextets? Septets? Octets? I don't know. Whatever it is, man, if it's some gospel hip-hop with great lyrics, if it's some worship like the music they did this morning, man, I was fabulous this morning, the worship team. Whatever it is, you worship God with your music that is all about Jesus, whatever style it is. Whatever style it is. And you need to add that to your prayer life. And you need to pray. Jesus told his disciples, always pray and never give up. Let me add something to that. You always worship and never give up. How many of you know it's not comfortable and it's not easy to worship God when you're going through it all the time? One of the things I remember about my mom, man, she had just, man, she had just hit rock bottom in her health in early June of 2013. And mom was awake at night in the hospital. I stayed the night with her in the hospital. Dad had already stayed a couple nights with her, I believe, and then it was my turn. I stayed with mom, and I remember her praising God throughout the night and praying and saying, God, thank you that I'm healed. God, I worship you. I praise you. I just praise you. And it just touched my heart because she never gave up. All the way to heaven, she praised God through cancer, through everything through misunderstandings, through hurt, through betrayal, through forgiveness. Mom praised God. So everybody say pray. Praying is asking. Praying is communicating. Pray is telling, praying is telling the Lord, I need justice in this area with my enemy, with a, a situation. I need, I need you to make it right in my life. But it's asking for stuff. It's praising and thanking for him. It's talking to God, however that is, according to his word. Now let's go to Mark eleven twenty four. love this verse. Mark eleven twenty four. Jesus said, I tell you, you can pray for anything, right? Scripture explains scripture. You've got to pray according, according to God's will. We don't pray evil things, obviously. The desire of the righteous, that's you, that's me. We're right with God, is not evil. So he says, I tell you, you can pray for anything according to his will. And if you believe that you've received it, what? It'll be yours. Let's put that on the screen. Just real basic there. You've got to pray, and you've got to pray believing. Someone say, believe. Believe. Now, many times, and I have before, too, this has become a lesson to me. Many times we confuse hope and faith. Hope says it can be and it's coming. Faith says I have it. Are you with me? Hope says, man, mm, there's a chance. Okay, no, the chance is growing strong. I think it's coming. It's on its way. No, I believe it's on its way. All right, it's going to get here. I have hope. Yeah, there, there's hope for this. I see the light at the end of the tunnel. And faith says, I don't care what it looks like. I have it right now. I know it. And some of you have had that before, that inner witness, where you say, man, I don't even see it yet, but I believe. All I can do is see it in my mind, but I believe. Someone say believe. You've got to take him at his word. It is the foundation of being a believer. Being someone who loves Jesus, someone who's right with God. But situations are tough, Pastor Matt. Believe. But my heart is broken. Believe. But I've struggled with an addiction to pornography. Believe. But I've struggled in this weakness and God has healed me. And he's, or he's healing me. Believe. I'm hurting. I'm in pain right now. Believe. 
I watched my wife throughout this illness. I'm telling you, almost 10 years of pain. She had surgery in 2016, and all it, that type of surgery, the ablation, all it did was exacerbate the endometriosis she was struggling with, and it made the pain worse. So she's been in worse pain since 2016, but growing and just getting worse and worse and worse and worse. And I've watched her believe and believe and believe and believe and believe. And I've watched you believe. Anybody been through stuff lately? Anybody been through stuff in the last 10 years? Oh, yeah. Anybody been through stuff in the last few months, last year, last month, last week, last day? I've watched you believe. So stay in there, dear saint. People of God, stay in there. Keep believing. You say, you don't understand. I don't have to understand it all. I want to. I wish I could so I could have even more empathy. But I do know this. God has never changed, and he's never changed his mind about you. And God's not going <laughs> to see you wake up one day and go, no, I'm done with you. Nope. Mm -mm. His mercies are new every morning. You've got to believe him. You say, but I'm struggling. I'm in pain. Believe. It's the foundation of your life as a believer, and that is to believe. You say, well, I don't, I don't really know where to go with this. I don't know what to do. Believe. Let, let me see a show of hands to see if anyone in here has been in a situation within the last year where you did not know what to do. I'm going to put my hand up first. As concerning gin, a surgery, healing, whatever. You didn't know what to do. But you're still here, so you believed, didn't you? You believed. You just keep believing. You say, it's not resolved yet. Believe. I don't have the answer yet. But I know there's hope. Turn that hope into faith now. Turn that hope into faith. Say, it's here. It's on the way now. It's here. It's here. It's here. I believe. Someone say, I believe. Say, I believe. Scripture says faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. You've got to hear the word. You've got to stay in the word. Say, man, I haven't been in the word in a while. Well, that's part of why your faith is struggling. You've got to fuel your faith with the word. Get you a Bible you understand. I've had people tell me, no, man, I understand King James Version. Great. That's fine. But you really need a Bible you can understand. King James is beautiful, but it's Shakespearean language. Heretofore, I beseech thee, brethren, by the mercies of God. It's beautiful. But I don't say, hey, man, hey, brother, Johnny, I beseech thee. He'd think I either had an energy drink or I needed an energy drink. Like, you bese beseech me? Yeah. I lay myself at thy mercy, my, my dear friend, you know. That's King James Version is beautiful. I believe it's very accurate, too, for the language of that time. Very accurate. It's a great translation. You can get New King James Version where it's easier to deal with. But I'm telling you, you need a Bible you can understand so you'll want to read it. You say, but what if I don't have all the answers? Search on the Internet. Search in commentaries. Search. Ask people who've been there before. Get into the Word. It is the foundation of your faith and the foundation of your life as a believer. you got to stay in the Word. Now let's go to verse 3, Luke 18, 3. It says, a widow of that city came to him repeatedly. Someone say repeatedly. She may have gone to him a hundred times, we don't know, saying, give me justice in this dispute with my enemy. He ignored her for a while, but after a while, how many of you know, he couldn't ignore her. He couldn't ignore her anymore. It was just too much. So you've got to be tenacious. You've got to be You've got to be tenacious in your faithfulness. You've got to be, look at point three today, you've got to be consistent. My dad said this years ago, 
And I think this is a good saying. He said, some people, the only thing they are is consistently inconsistent. Is that, that's kind of humorous, isn't it? They're consistently inconsistent. They're up and down. They're not serving God. They are. They aren't. I'm telling you one thing. I, and my wife would hate it for me to be bragging about her if she was in here. But if she's on the live stream, then praise God. Jen is very tenacious. Have you ever dealt with her? She doesn't understand we can't get that done. She doesn't get that. There's times I go, man, I tried six different ways, and I, I, I'm not seeing it. And I don't know if it's laziness in that certain area or whatever. I'm like, just not interested. And she goes, nah, there's got to be a way to get this done. There has to be a way. No, there has. she is tenacious, and I love that about her. I love that about this widow. I love that about us when we're walking faithfully with God. We've got to be consistent. We've got to be faithful. Keep praying. Keep asking. Keep believing. Be relentless. You ever watch some of the, the greatest athletes of all time? You know why they're great? Men and women. Consistency, usually. Consistency behind the scenes. You know, we watch the Olympics. You guys, you ever watch the Olympics? And I don't know about y'all, but I love the Olympics. I mean, we, I remember back in the day in the 90s, we'd sit down in front of the TV. We didn't have cable at mom and dad. They had, they had whatever that was, uh, uh, antennas on the TV, right? You guys would put foil on the antennas. I don't know why that helped. We're like we're creating space, space vehicles. But I remember we'd go to mom and dad's and they had, they had a few good channels there and we'd check it out and John would go, hey man, did you check out? And it would be some obscure race and we didn't know, we didn't care, but it's now it's, I don't know, shuffleboard or something. And all we cared about was that America was in it. So we're, we're fans now of that sport. We may never watch that sport again. But in watching the Olympics, and I love the Olympics. I think Mom Brown really loves the Olympics. In watching the Olympics, we're hard on them sometimes. This guy does 14 flips and lands and then kind of stutter steps, and it wasn't perfect. And we go, oh, man, come on. Are you crummy, man? What's wrong with you? To get to that place, to be the top 10 in the world, to be competing for the gold medal, they got bronze. Oh, my God. Man, I'd be thrilled to be third best in the world at anything. At growing hair, at smiling at I don't I don't even know it's shining my boots anything third best in the world these guys that get there though they're relentless and they are consistent see right now someone is practicing right now and early this morning at 2 3 4 a.m. someone was swimming and running and jogging and riding a bike and doing some crazy th thing throwing a shot put or a javelin sprinting all alone getting ready for the next Olympics. What are you doing when you're all alone? Are you seeking God? Are you taking it to him? Are you saying, God, heal me? Talking to a man of God yesterday, a dear friend of mine, and we were talking about dying to the flesh, and that's not always a fun topic, right? You're going through something. And he said that one of his leaders had told him, you know what you're going through right now is you're dying. What? Yeah, I'm dying to the flesh. Man, I've been through some seasons where I'm dying to certain things, and praise God, I'm still going to be consistent. See, it's not always fun. It'll get fun again. If you're going through something right now, be consistent. You pray and believe, and you're consi consistent with those, and you're consistent with everything else in your life. I've had so many people tell me, hey, bro, you know what, man, over the years, this isn't working. I'm like, you came, you came back to God a week ago. What do you mean it's not working? You've only been clean from weed for six months. 
You know, and I'm not sticking it to people now. That's even more of a problem around. You've only been clean and sober for this amount of time, and you want everything to be done and fixed. We're that way. We're humans. God, I asked you. I know I've been doing right, and like he's just keeping records. If I'll do, God is not Santa Claus. Lord, check the list twice. I've been really good, and it's time that I get some. Uh uh. You hold him to his word. And you walk in holiness because you love him, but it's for you. Did you know walking right with God is for your own benefit? It's so you can have a great life and spend eternity in heaven with him. It's not just all just for God. You live for God, but man, there's benefits. Somebody say amen. There's benefits in being consistent in the things of God. You know what? I feel led to do something today. Let's go ahead, if you would, please. I'm going to just abruptly bring this to a halt and let's pray. And today, once again, what we get out of this parable, this story that Jesus told is pray, believe, and be consistent. I want to lead folks in a, in a prayer of salvation for those on the live stream, anyone in the house who needs to get right with God. And then I'm going to make an altar call today. And God was just leading me as I spoke there, and I feel like I need to do it and make time for it. Is there anyone in this house at the sound of my voice that would say, Pastor Matt, I've never accepted Jesus. I don't know where, I don't know if I'd go to heaven or hell if I died today. Or if I died next week or when I die someday, I don't know where I'm going. I don't know where I'm headed. If that is you, dear brother and dear sister, please raise your hand. We're going to pray together as a family today. If that is you, raise your hand. We will pray. Anyone in the house need to get right with God? God bless you. Thank you for your courage. Let's pray together. Everyone on the live stream, join in with us. I want everyone in the house to repeat this prayer. Say, Heavenly Father, cleanse me. Forgive me. I know I'm a sinner without you. I need your saving grace. I call on you and the precious blood of Jesus. Save me. I confess Jesus as my Lord and my Savior. I believe he died and rose again for me. Thank you for coming into my life, Lord. You are my king, and I believe. And I am saved from hell and from myself. In Jesus' name. Now look up at me. Go ahead and stand to your feet, if you would, in God's presence. Please. Don't mess with your phones or anything. You can check all that here in a minute. I don't ever go long. You know that. I don't ever go long. Church doesn't drag on and drag on here. But if you feel convicted about being inconsistent in your life and your walk with God, and you say, man, I've had some areas of inconsistency, and I need the Lord's help with that, and I just want to repent for that. I'm up here first, and I've had some inconsistencies, areas where I have not done what I should have, when I should have done it. And if that is you today, please join me at this altar. Face me, and I'm going to pray with you. I'm going to agree with you, because God has dealt with me about this as well. He said, man, I've been inconsistent. I feel like in some areas I've been up and down. I'm, ah. And you know, let's be real, people of God. When you're struggling in those areas, you kind of beat yourself up, don't you? So first of all, we're going to forgive ourselves today. We're going to forgive anyone who's wronged us, and we're going to forgive ourselves. Let's do that first. Right now, I'm going to just lead you in that, and you just 
you just tell the Lord you forgive whoever you need to. Let's go ahead. Father, we forgive anyone who's wronged us right now. We're not going to dwell on that in Jesus' name. We're sorry for holding bitterness and unforgiveness, Lord. We forgive right now in Jesus' name. We forgive. And we thank you, Father. Now, Lord, we forgive ourselves. Many times we beat ourselves up. We should be convicted, but not condemned. Condemnation and guilt and worldly remorse, that leads to death, Scripture says. Spiritual death. No, this, what leads to life is repentance. So, Lord, we're sorry for our sins today. We're sorry. Please forgive us as we forgive ourselves. We forgive ourselves, but please forgive us, God. We're not going to beat ourselves up over it. But, Lord, forgive your people. We're sorry for being inconsistent. We're so sorry for being inconsistent, Lord. Let there be a wave of repentance in this house, Lord God, and among your people, and among the secret things in our lives, and among the inconsistencies, Lord. Bring revival to the areas of inconsistency, that we would be faithful and relentless and tenacious. And Lord, I know this is not just an altar call for them. This is a fresh commitment because that's what it is for me. We're not just wasting your time. We're not. They're not here to waste time, and neither am I. Folks on the live stream are not here to waste time. We are here to redeem the time, Scripture says, because the days are evil. Help us be consistent, Father. We make a conscious effort with your help to stand up and be counted and be faithful and walk uprightly, Lord, and to be tenacious and faithful and steady and consistent, my God. We thank you for your mantle, Lord Jesus, and we just praise you today for your faithfulness. And I thank you for all the honest people that came to this altar. Thank you for all the folks that came to this altar, Lord, to seek you and to be humble before their God. You're the God of all flesh, and you are our God. And we thank you today, Lord, for the opportunity to recommit, be consistent, be faithful, be counted, be stable, and be sturdy in our faith like the house that is built upon the rock, not on the sand, Father God. And we're not going to be moved by shifting doctrines in the world and this, oh, there's a new thing. There's a No, we're not led astray by that. We go to your word. We will be consistent, sturdy, stable, resilient, unmoved by the world's plans and promises as we build our lives on the rock of Christ Jesus. Thank you for your people today. Once again, Lord God, we give you glory and praise. In Jesus' name.